1: Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. This is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast. If you're new to Geekscape, uh, your host, that's me, Jonathan London, uh, I like to sit down with a guest and pick their brain about something pertaining to geek culture. Sometimes we talk news, sometimes we talk reviews, sometimes we talk uh, what's going on uh, in their world, in our world, um, but mainly we just talk geek. And... uh, this week, I've got a guest who I've wanted to have on the show for a while. Um, I first met Matt Moak uh, a couple years ago at ZombieCon in Seattle. Uh, I, I guess this would have been September 2010. And uh, I met Matt, and Matt is the director, of the, uh, the the head of the Zombie Research Society. And if you Google Zombie Research Society, you're going to be like, okay, a, a bunch of grown-ups pretending that there's actually a, a zombie uh, you know, epidemic that's, that's happening, like a zombie apocalypse is happening, and they've prepared safe houses and they've put together a, a, like a board of advisors who would uh, advise on the best way to prevent or survive a zombie apocalypse. you know, like, man, a bunch of these grown-ups are acting like a bunch of jerks, uh, waxing, you know, poetic about a, a fictitious event. Um, and I'll be honest, Matt, I thought that when I met you. I was like, OK. <laughs> This is like uh, a kid who never stopped cosplaying. (laughs) He started believing the the costume. Um, But what was cool when you actually uh, start listening to Matt and you you hear Matt talk, um, Matt's Matt's not a dummy, and Matt's not somebody who uh, who just does this because it's cool. Uh, Matt's passionate about this subject and he approaches it from something that you know from like a practical sense. You know, right. Not like, oh, it was cool in that one action movie when a zombie's head got cut in half. I think for fans, like we, we're like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Right. But for you, you look at this from a much wider cultural perspective, and that's what goes on in the Zombie Research Society.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we try to – I mean, first of all, zombies are fun, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to take that out of it. I mean, we're not the cardboard research society. Right. There's a reason yeah. why we're into zombies, <laughs> Right. But, uh, but within that framework, we try to take it as seriously as possible. So we sort of ask the basic question, if a zombie were to show up at your front door, do you, you know, first of all, we don't make anything up. So obviously we know there's not a zombie outbreak going on right now. We don't say there was something Right now
1: of, being the... Right now being the right, operative right, word. Yeah, yeah
0: right. Um, but uh, but you know, we asked the question if it were ever to happen, you know if, if a zombie were to show up at your front door, what would it actually be like? How would they function? How would they hunt you what What diseases out there are mutating in strange ways that could potentially lead to this?
1: and now how long has the zombie research society been around?
0: This is our fifth year to uh, two
1: thousand and twelve in. Like our fifth year at right, right. Geekscape, do you get the people who are like, all right, how long are you going to do this? Like, like, what, like, what the heck? Like, you're, you're taking this a little too far, buddy. Uh,
0: yeah, you, you know, actually... You
1: understand why those people would ask that question. Like, dude, come totally, on, the totally, zombie totally, thing, totally. Like, you're taking and a little too long. Yeah,
0: right. And we, and I, you know, I definitely have a sense of humor about it. Right. So, you know, I don't have a problem with anyone having any point of view. What What I actually find more of, which I think is just ridiculous, is people saying, you know, uh, wow, I I can't help but being excited for the zombie apocalypse to come because you know it, you know <laughs>
1: that's I, awful. I,
0: yeah, it's horrible It's horrible, but you get a lot of that in zombie fandom where people are like, you know, am I? I can't help it, but I'm so excited, and it's like. Th- if we're really talking about reality here, it's not like a video game. You know, this isn't, right. I'm going to grab a shotgun and blow a bunch of zombie heads off. No, this it, is, would,
1: it would turn into Mad Max really quickly. Oh, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, worse. <laughs> you know, worse than that. You know, there hasn't been a movie made that really shows, in my opinion, you know, the, the, the true devastation of of some sort of event, you know, catastrophic event like a zombie outbreak.
1: Because these people aren't just dying. This isn't a plague. These people are dying and then becoming aggressors.
0: Exactly, becoming aggressors and they want to come eat you. But eat, But... Even aside from that, I mean, the basics of worrying about food, water, and shelter and other hostile humans, like, these are these are concerns that you have in any major natural or man-made disaster. Mm-hmm. And that's something that doesn't get accounted for. Now, so, that's
1: what I like. See, because I'm not that into zombies. Right. And uh, immediately all these geeks are like, what? You've hidden it for five years. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, I think that they've been done. I mean. A lot. No pun intended, but done to death. Right. And you're, I mean, how long can you tell the survival story where people are in a
0: mall mall slash whatever, whatever. farmhouse? Right. Yeah.
1: How long can you tell that story? Or we've got to get to the prison. We've got to get to the evacuation point. We've got to get to the boat. We've got to get to the island. We've got to do... It, it's the same movie over and over again right and even with ZombieCon when, when Ryan Ryder said hey we're gonna form ZombieCon which I'd like to say was Brian Walton's idea I remember being there when mm. Brian Walton said hey there should be a zombie convention yeah <laughs> and I just saw Ryan Ryder's eyes go <laughs> bloop 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 I'm the man who will make that happen <laughs> right <laughs> and and um, e- even with something like ZombieCon like I, I thought ZombieCon was cool and I had no qualms with being like alright Geeks like you got Geekscape support we will push it right um Because I I think there's definitely a place for it. I I think those zombie culture is something that is definitely part of being uh, a geek, especially today. Um, I, myself, just prefer different stories. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But when I started talking to you and you were taking this approach, Mm -hmm. immediately... It didn't feel like we were talking about make believe. It didn't feel like we were talking about fiction. It was it was like right. It was like we were talking about a scenario that, but for the grace of God, we would find ourselves in tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and I think there, I I totally agree. That's the thing that I'm interested in too. I mean, there are a lot of, in my opinion, most zombie movies. Are not very good, and and even the ones that are really famous, they're not very good. What happens is there'll be one or two great scenes in them, so you'd be like, "Oh my God, did you see that one scene? Mm-hmm. You know, when the shark was fighting the zombie underwater, or whatever." But that's the only the, scene in Zombie Two. Exactly, right? Exactly. So the rest of the movie is sort of like, "Ah, oh, it's not really that mm-hmm. great." But why I was always into zombies. I came to it through the movies, but I was never as scared watching any zombie movie as I thought it would be in a real zombie outbreak. So that's where I really come to it. It's like, look, let's do some real... Let's talk to real scientists. Like, you know, when I was trying to research this stuff... I don't call up film directors, right, um, or authors. I call up, like, the head of the National Academy of Ophthalmology to find out, you know, if zombies didn't blink, what would happen to the eyeball or, you know, how long, you know. <laughs> ser- yeah, seriously, yeah. like, real experts, you know, talk about what would actually happen physio- physiologically to a zombie, you know, or look at real hunting habits of actual animals in the wild to find out potential theories about, you know, how zombies hunt. Um, and then, you know, from the survival point of view, You know, I live in Los Angeles, right? So any expert, you you may think, you know, zombies are ridiculous. They'll never come. Um, Any expert will tell you there's going to be a giant earthquake in Los Angeles. We're overdue, right? Right. That never inspired me to get an earthquake preparedness kit. But I do have a zombie preparedness kit, and it works great for earthquakes. It's the exact same thing. And Mm -hmm. and that's sort of the point is that real zombie survival is just like surviving anything, any other, you know, major natural or man-made disaster. And that's what I like about it.
1: Did you come? Did you wake up one day and say, "I'm just going to start a zombie research"? To say where did it really start? Like, what? What? what it, was the thing that made you? Yeah, say, you know, it really. You know what happened was because i are an author too, and we and I want to talk right, about the
0: book. You know, but I, you know, I was actually working at a disease research uh, company, at a regular nine to five gig. We we researched serious, uh, infectious and deadly diseases, um, and. But, I, but again, I've always been obsessed with zombies. And so one day I just decided, okay, look, I'm just going to actually start researching this on my own. And that's really how Zombie Research Society started. And, and you know, I kid you not, like, you know, I'd read some article about, about prion diseases, which is the protein that causes mad cow disease, and I some sort of new development from the Scripps Institute, and I would just call them up. I'd say, hey, i got a really weird question, but this sort of relates to my understanding of how zombies might function, and can you answer some questions for me? And basically across the board, people were willing to help. And so wow. that's really how it grew. That's how the advisory board started. I was calling these guys out of the blue, asking questions about zombies. And like I said, everybody's willing to help. But it turned out some people were actually also interested in zombies. <laughs> so they were like, hey, and, I want to get involved. So I was like, well, these okay. Aren't,
1: these aren't just fans. These are people who have, yeah, yeah. Who have really oh, our, our, pretty respected yeah, places our, in, in, exactly. in academia.
0: Our board's got the co-director of education at Harvard Medical School is on the board. We've got leading neuroscientists from across the country. We've got the Boston Medical Examiner who cuts up bodies all day, who's done work for NASA on the effects of radiation. He's got this whole theory about if zombieism is caused by radiation, um, uh, the, the lifespan of the zombie will be uh, uh, considerably extended because he's sort of actually done this work for NASA about, you know, the, the uh, bacteria effects of ra- radiation. Right, the bacteria
1: um, could keep because
0: the, the radiation wouldn't allow any bacteria, so there would be no bacteria growing in the zombie so, it so that decay. it wouldn't decay. Right. Right.
1: Because, I mean, when you think about it, and of course we, we've all thought about it because we're geeks, uh, we've all thought about, hey, you just have to outla- outlast right. the natural decay that would happen to a mm-hmm. human body. Right. A dead human body. And yeah. And that's what? How long is that?
0: Not very long. I mean, if you, if you look with at sun, it... With
1: the sun pounding down on... Uh, yeah, right. Well, and
0: the, and the biggest thing is if a zombie is controlled by the brain, if, if it's all prevailing theories are, right, destroy the brain, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, that's mm-hmm. sort of... And, and the heart's not beating, which is what makes it undead. So, so, so the brain is controlling it. Well, what we learn in, in studying human decomposition is that there are four stages of human decomposition. There's ret, uh, fresh, rot... Or f- fresh bloat, rot, and putrefication. And we, we learn by the end of the fresh stage of, of decomposition, which is the first stage, that the bacteria in your mouth has eaten out your brain so much that your brain oozes out of your nose like yogurt. It's literally, there's nothing left, right? Your brain is one of the first things to go. Yeah, but what's so the time span on that? That's only like a week. In right? a week, your yeah. brain week, week, two weeks, depending, depending by bacteria, on bacteria right. and it's
1: come out your nose. <clears throat> right, exactly. Okay, so in a week, all the zombies that whose brains you needed to destroy had already had their brains destroyed by bacteria. End of story.
0: Yeah, potentially. But, right. I mean, the thing about it is there are many th- viable theories out there of how potentially the zombie lifespan could be longer um, than uh, than a human life. The zombie death span or lifespan, mm-hmm. whatever, c- could be longer than the human decays. Now, first of all, I should make a point that we kind of subscribe to the the, the zombie that is not supernatural. You okay. know, the that definition that we use of a zombie is, is, is a... Uh, Relentlessly aggressive, reanimated human corpse driven by a biological infection, and so that's the, the biological part is very important because it's not it's not caused by a curse or a spell, right? They don't climb on ceilings. It's not like vampires where like holy water will keep them away, or you know they uh, they can turn into bats or whatever, right? And
1: even a mummy, which you would say mm. would be a, a zo- some people would think that the mummy is yeah. a zombie, but mummy right, mummy is right. Just... Mummy's supernatural. supernatural, right?
0: And the other thing about a mummy um, is kind of different is 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 it's also not relentlessly aggressive. Because you think about a mummy, right? Uh, you, you, with a zombie, you never, you're never, you not going to negotiate with a zombie, right? You don't tell a zombie, hey, like eat my friend instead of me, or like, you know, mm. there's this family around the corner. It'll eat, eat both them. of you. It'll eat everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, it'll be like, right. screw it, I'm going to eat them all, right? <laughs> but, but a mummy, it... If you give the mummy back its ruby brooch, or if you like don't if you get out of its cave or whatever the hell the mummy you disturb the mummy's sleep and the mummy's pissed. And so if you give the leprechaun, yeah, exactly, exactly, it's like the leprechaun. Yeah, or, or mum-
1: Gil, we, have you met Gilmore? We have this little guy who helps with the show, the side, uh-huh. G- Brian Gilmore. Yeah, he's confused with a leprechaun. If he was Irish, he would definitely <laughs> oh, yeah, be a yeah, leprechaun. He, yeah, yeah. he kind of looks like Chaka from That's of the Lost. So
0: funny, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So mummies actually have a lot more in common with the leprechaun mm-hmm. with, the, with the leprechaun horror movies than they do with zombies in that way.
1: But zombies just want to eat.
0: Yeah, relentless. Okay. Nothing you can do to and that's stop. That's how you that. guys define them, right? So running zombies. Well, you know, running zombies. Right. That's the big. That's the big. Uh, that's the big argument, right? Mm-hmm. Fast zombies. Now there is a theory. If we first of all, there is a subset of in my opinion, of the undead zombie, of that definition I just gave you. Yeah. Relentlessly aggressive. Yeah. Relentlessly aggressive, reanimated human corpse driven by a biological infection. Okay, that's it. You put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's catchy, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. But but if you look at something like 28 Days Later, which everyone says, oh, it's not a zombie movie, right? And Danny Boyle, who made it, says it's not a zombie movie. Romero says it's not a zombie movie because they're still alive. Right. So they're not undead. They don't come back from the dead. But they're infected. They're biologically infected and they're relentlessly aggressive Mm So they they cover those two bases. So in, in my opinion, I call that the living zombie. Okay. It, 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 if, if something's you know trying to tear through my front door and eat me, I'm not really interested in having an intellectual debate about whether or not it's really undead or alive or or you know um, whether it's really a zombie. It, functionally, to me, it's it, the it same. looks
1: it looks like it froze. It didn't freeze. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> my audio looks like it froze.
0: It doesn't. That's freeze. cool. Um, but, uh, Until I say that, then it freezes. So, you know, the living zombie, you, you can clearly have fast zombies, right? That's mm-hmm. why they say it makes sense. Right. But there is a theory with the undead zombie that you could have a fast zombie, and, and, and this, is, this is how. Uh, people think that zombies are stiff and slow often, and that, you know, they have their arms stretched out and stuff, because of rigor mortis. But mm. rigor mortis is actually temporary in people. It's not permanent. It's not mm-hmm. like you die and you get, you get stiff and that's it. Right. So rigor mortis comes on gradually over about a 24 to 36 hour period. And then it goes away gradually. And once it goes away, you're totally limp again, exactly the same way you were before. Uh-huh. So actually, they can time. What, what causes rigor mortis? Yeah, well, it's a big mystery. They really, really? don't. That's know. actually yeah. a mystery. Yeah, they really don't know why. In this day and age. Yeah, they I really... wouldn't
1: understand if it was a mystery in the 1500s. No, yeah, I
0: mean, there are. There, it's crazy. There are a lot of mysteries about the, about human brain function and body function, and there are crazy mysteries about diseases that are really, really scary. But so, in a zombie, let's say I, I'm infected with zombieism, right? And I die, and I and I come back instantly as a zombie. There's no reason why I wouldn't have all my physical capabilities that I have now. There, theoretically, I could be as fast as I am now. Mm-hmm. Why would I not be? As long as I have my coordination, I wouldn't be stiff. Right. I, would, I would still have you know, sort of all my enzymes, everything's still going. Um, would you be able to talk? Well, I don't know. But, but, but then rigor mortis could set on gradually. I would get as stiff as a board, I'd be lying on the ground, and then it would release itself, and I'd be further along in the decomposition process, so then I would be weaker and slower. So you could have slow and fast zombies the same outbreak
1: you just blew half the audience's mind <laughs> why
0: wow. the other half's
1: like jonathan i thought you weren't into zombies not only that last week you made fun of talking about zombies and now you give us a whole episode talking about zombies it's for <laughs> you zombie fans that i made fun of last week right um no i, I this is all uh intensely interesting so in your opinion like right. we talked about 28 days later and we talked about <clears throat> slow zombies right what's the best zombie movie What's the well, best zombie you know, movie of all time? I know, I know the, I know cheap the answer you give. I know the answer you give yeah. that you gave on the panel about right. the Kamikaze. Yeah, and I like that answer. So don't be afraid to give that.
0: What the one that's not a zombie movie or the one that is? The I mean, one, uh, the one I always okay. give is Night of okay. Living Dead. Okay, that's your favorite. That's my. That's one of my favorite horror. I movies. mean, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's so important not just mm. to zombie movies but to horror in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the, the reaction that different people had, that people that. Ended up never making any zombie movies. But but our, our icons now in horror, uh, Stephen King was a sophomore in college when that movie came out. And he hadn't picked his major yet. He didn't know what he was going to do with his life. He said the movie turned him to jelly, mm-hmm. right? It changed his whole life. Um, uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Spider-Man, Evil Dead. Uh, oh, yeah, Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi. Sam Raimi, right? He was like 11 when it came out. His sister literally snuck him into the movie under her coat. Mm-hmm. So he came, went in the movie. He said it scarred him for life. Literally scarred him for life, right? So... On and on and on. There are dozens of horror and movie and you know art icons out there that this movie changed their
1: life. But then that movie you were telling me was all was in, was influenced by Richard Matheson's. Oh yeah, right, right. Uh, Oh yeah, I, yeah, I Am right. Legend. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is my favorite horror. Uh, exactly. Book. That, that book's perfect. Exactly. If you're a horror fan, that book is perfect. Yep. And you and you were saying that the the movie did what I Am Legend tried to do for vampires. It tried to give. Right a scientific basis for the existence of a vampire. Because if you read I Am Legend, you know, he was bit in South America or in the Panama Canal, mm-hmm. and, and that gives him his immunity to vampirism, and that vampirism in ha- I Am Legend, not the Will Smith right, one. Right, right, right. Not, 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 not Omega Man. Not, not <laughs> not even o- a, not even, definitely not even Not Omega even the last man, man on Earth. Right. Um, but in I, I do love Omega Man, but I love it for, like, the awfulness yeah. of it. yeah. Like when he injects himself, he's like a hundred percent Anglo-Saxon maybe. That's that's Charlton Heston at <laughs> his most hammy. Right. Um, but the the book I am Legend, you read it, and the, there is a scientific basis for, right.
0: they, for yeah, vampires. Yeah, so. yeah, they call it it's a bacterial mm-hmm. infection. They call it Bacilli vampiri. I mean, mm-hmm. or Richard Matheson does. Yeah. And and so the interesting thing about it to me is that you never know what pop culture is going to pick up on, and right. that's what artists do, right? Filmmakers, they're sort of stretching the envelope. For instance, you know, you look at. Um, Twilight, like, are zombies going to sparkle in sunlight forever from now on? Yeah. probably. Or vampires, vampires, oh, sorry, yeah. vampires. vampires yeah. Probably not, right? Right. But it could have happened. I mean, every, you ask anybody what, what va- zombies eat, and they'll tell you brains. Mm-hmm. But that's only from the Return of the Living Dead film series, and that was a new innovation when it came out, In 1980... 1980- 1985.
1: Five. So, that's where the introduction of eating brains yeah, started? Yeah, never they
0: happened. It's, they've never eaten brains that's crazy, in any Romero cause,
1: movie. Because anybody who didn't know any better would think that it started...
0: Yeah. Uh, ...with the zombie. Right. And, and actually... They've only eaten brains in the Return of the Living Dead film series. So think about it. Shaun of the Dead, they don't eat brains. Any Romero movie, they don't eat brains. Uh, Zombie Land, they didn't eat brains. Mm-hmm. So it's when I talk to Zombie Land,
1: you were telling me they weren't even. Yeah, you know, they're not even dead, right? They're, they're the living
0: zombies, like Twenty Eight Days Later. Right. Yeah, exactly. But so you never know what's going to stick. So you know, in my opinion, Matheson, he's like, look, I want to write want to write a, uh, I wanna write a, um, a vampire book but i'm going to bring it into the modern age right we know about we know about germs now we know about microbiology and so i'm going to make i'm not just just going to use this old fantasy stuff that everyone used to use so he created this whole biological explanation for for vampirism he they no longer had superpowers right they didn't they couldn't do any you know magic fly, they couldn't fly it into yeah they were literally just and and secondly he turned them into rather than like an individual living on the edge of town like who owns an antique shop and like sucks the blood of like a young virgin mm-hmm. every couple of weeks he turned it into the entire world. It's a, it's a, it's a, when it's you a sickness that spreads, yeah. and and they want to take over the entire world. Mm-hmm. So it starts to look. So there are these roving hordes of vampires running all over the place, trying to eat or suck the blood of every last right. living human. That looks a lot like you know what we think of as the modern zombie, right? Um, in my opinion, ultimately that didn't stick because people still see vampires as having superhuman strength, yeah, being able to do castle. crazy, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. crazy shit, like, um, and. And so it allowed Romero, 14 years later, when he wanted to make his first movie, he loved that book. And he said over and over again, he ripped the book off. Um, but he didn't want to get sued. So he's like, I can't just make I Am Legend. It's already been made. They already remade it in Last Man on Earth, right? So, so he's like, I don't want to get sued. I have no money. I can't buy the rights to it. So I'm going to change it. And So what I'm going to do is... Essentially make the exact same movie, but i 'm going to take away any last vestige of, of vampires that, that math isn't held on to mm-hmm. so they can go out during the daylight, forget about the night you know they mm-hmm. can go out during the daylight um, they uh, forget about crosses and holy water, anything like that, right garlic, forget about all that stuff they're litter and rather than sucking blood i 'm going to make them Eat the whole person. Right. Because then no one could sue me, right? right. I mean, like, you could never say it's a vampire then, right? So in his opinion, he was creating a brand new, totally new monster that he called the Flesh Eater. It was a completely new concept. Um, when did the word zombie come in? Well, you know, officially it kind of took about 10 years to, for, for, for a zombie... W- when, uh, when the movie came out, none of the reviews of that movie called them zombies. Right. They weren't thought of as zombies. The, did the so, word exist? <clears throat> the word existed. The Haitian voodoo zombies. Okay. You know, that's sort of traditionally where the word comes right. from. But, but it, you know, I, what I find interesting is that the... the um, typical. Black people start it. White people take it over. <laughs> there you it's go. It's like typical. Yeah, right? But, you know, the, the, the word zombie... Um, zombies in movies before George Romero... Were, weren't really monsters they weren't sort of a viable subgenre so there were some movies like White Zombie and mm-hmm. I Walked With a Zombie and things like that um, a few movies out there in, in the 30s and 40s but, but they weren't really a viable subgenre, in fact two years before Romero's movie came out there were two prominent books published in the 60s about modern film monsters at the time, mm-hmm. right? These two volumes like the Hollywood film monster book, there are two of them neither of them even mentioned zombies at all they mention mad scientists and werewolves <laughs> and like, right. you know, like uh, like the blob, giant tomatoes, all kinds <laughs> of crap, right? <laughs> Seriously? Uh, that of Lepus? Yeah, right? You remember, you uh, oh, Lied with the rap, giant, giant rabbits, rabbits yeah. yeah. Yeah, gosh.
1: Somebody needs to remake that. Seriously. Why isn't that on T- uh, A- A-
0: AMC? <laughs> Wait, there's somebody famous. Wasn't there somebody really famous in that? I think there was someone I I'd have to look. Yeah, I think there was. The movie's awful. Yeah, it's bad. But, but, um, but I would make.
1: Remember. But you know, they didn't
0: even mention zombies. So right. so so what happened was this movie came out. He he wanted to call it Night of the Flesh Eaters. The the distribution company changed the title in, in the Eleventh Hour to Night of Living Dead because at the time, Living Dead was a generic term. Yeah. For you know, the, around that same time that the movie came out, Cave of the Living Dead, Crypt of the Living Dead, and Fangs of the Living Dead all came out within two years. They're all vampire movies. Wow. So basically, they were like, "Look, we're going to call it Night of Living Dead because we want it to to appeal to a broader audience because nobody knows what a flesh eater right. is." Right. So, so the flesh eater label then obviously never stuck because it didn't even exist. Right. Cut to ten years later, Romero has yet to make another zombie movie or another movie of flesh right, eater movie. Right. Uh, Dario Argento comes to him from Italy and says, "Look, I'll give you seven hundred and fifty grand in cash if you make another one of those flesh eater movies and." Uh, I have the European rights to it and I can do whatever I want. I can re-edit it. I can put different music. I can name it in Europe and you can do whatever you want in the United States. So that's why he made Dawn of the Dead because he had 750 grand cash and he was like, all right, I'm going to rent out a mall and we're going to do it. And Dario Argento changed the name from from uh, Dawn of the Dead to Zombie. And that was sort of the official first, these are zombies, right?
1: Okay, so all that zombie stuff uh, is... Those are the traditional zombies. Those are traditional zombie movies. Mm -hmm. But when you've researched the things that uh, the Zombie Research Society Mm -hmm. has researched, Mm -hmm. uh, what would be a more realistic zombie movie?
0: Yeah, well, you know, people ask me that all the time. Like, sort of, what's the most realistic zombie movie or zombie book? Because you guys have
1: done this crazy research. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, and I mean, literally, talk talk to everybody from senior executives in Homeland Security to um, epidemiologists who are charged with, like, defending the United States against new and deadly diseases that are on... I mean, literally, like, crazy, crazy researchers. But, you know, in in my estimation, like, the most realistic zombie book or movie, I guess... um, and it's a little bit of a cheat answer, but is is the road? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the road by Cormac McCarthy, which won the the Pulitzer Prize in I think two thousand seven. Um, but you know, it essentially tells this story story of a post apocalyptic United States where this father and son are trying to head south um, to avoid the cold, and there are cannibalistic roaming nomads in the you know along the road that are trying to eat any human they can get a, their hands on, and um, you know, they're basically worried about starving to death right. the entire, and freezing to death the entire time. Which is what you would be doing. Which is what zone. you would be yeah, right. doing. You're much more likely to You'd... die of dehydration either from just pure lack of water or from drinking bad water that will give you cholera so you just crap yourself to death.
1: Right. You can't drink. You can't eat snow.
0: Right. You, you yeah. You can't drink
1: from the ocean. Right. I mean, you're... you're... You probably can't drink from a stream. Because there's so much disease Ex- running around. Exactly.
0: I mean, and that's the real problem. Is that once the sanitation systems go down, I mean, look. How quickly
1: would that uh, take place? Well, the government estimates yeah, exactly. are that if yeah,
0: exactly. Government estimates are that if 25 percent of the workforce of the national workforce stops showing up on the job over you know um, a an extended not just for one day but mm-hmm. an extended period of time, all systems that we know it would shut down. That means no municipal system, no uh, trucks, no no food in the grocery stores, no trucks to delivering anything anywhere now then the question becomes would you go to work if you knew that the dead were rising and trying to eat the living would anyone go to work (laughs) no if you knew that the dead were rising and trying to eat the the, living
1: the audience doesn't want to go to work now exactly you're looking for an excuse anyway right and there's yeah you wouldn't go out to your car
0: yeah exactly so so you know one really interesting stat I find about this is that in 2005 there was a trucker strike in Italy, and it didn't obviously didn't get a lot of press here. It didn't even get a lot of press in Italy, but all the truckers the national, tr- Italy, yeah, right. The, all the truckers said, "Look, you're not paying us enough. We're right. not going to dr- deliver anymore." Okay. The, tr- the, the strike started on a Monday, and everyone's like, "Well, forget you. We don't care." Like right. the negotiators were like, "Whatever, you know." Then we're not going to pay you. By Wednesday, almost two the, days, two, days, two later? days later, almost the entire country was out of food and gas. So people were driving. Get the it, hell out I of swear here. to God, people but it was were, Italy. No, no, that, that will happen anywhere. We our all governments and most companies work on a just-in-time management principle. And what that means is that Goods and services are delivered on an as-needed basis. Okay. That's why you can go to your grocery store, right? And there's not some giant warehouse at the grocery store that's right. like tons and tons of food, right? Right,
1: right. It's somewhere else, and then it shows it's somewhere up. Somewhere else. It, it, be it shows up magically, yeah. right?
0: You go there, you buy one can of tomato, and the computer scans it, and then you leave. And then on Thursday, when the truck shows up, twice weekly, they bring that one can of tomato. Now, right. if those deliveries ever stop coming, the grocery stores will be empty in a matter of days. Literally. Mm-hmm. Totally empty. And in and Italy,
1: is, they, for two days, yeah. it, it only took two days right. for those stores to be empty.
0: Exactly. So people would show up to get gas and be like, "We're out of gas." And they're like, "What do you mean we're out of gas? I got to go to work." And he's like, "Well, the truck didn't come and deliver the gas. So what do you want me to do?" You know?
1: But they said it like this. And so, so they, yeah, exactly. The
0: <laughs> so then they were like, "Give the truckers what they want." And it's see, a zombie virus. <laughs> <laughs> zombie epidemic. <laughs> <empty. laughs> <laughs> That's funny Dario Argento hey,
1: tell- hey, There you go Dar- yeah. Zombie <laughs> virus I don't even want to go to my car That's the worst I should stop doing <laughs> yeah, that not right bad. now. It's, not, it's better than it's, it's me fucking It's fucking awful It's like do. the Mario Brothers zombie um, With a little Swedish chef in it's there It's a me <laughs> <laughs> So uh, So that would happen quickly So well, yeah. So you so you know, cause but that
0: happens in any disaster. Right. I mean, think about it, and the, so think about it in terms like of Katrina. like Katrina. We had Katrina, gas, Katrina, or even like the threat of a hurricane in Florida. And you'll see it all the time. There are there are lines ten miles long to get gas, and then they're all out of gas. Everybody's out of gas instantly. Um, all you know, the water's all gone from all the stores. All the plywood's gone. All the duct tape's gone. Now, it's because we're not set up. You're, the stores are only set up, and the gas stations are only set up to deal with the regular usage. Based on this notion that they're going to get regular deliveries, so if the if the usage goes up and the deliveries stop, things are gone immediately.
1: So, so immediately you're siphoning gas.
0: Yeah, uh, immediately. Totally,
1: and that's the would, thing. Would you even get into a car?
0: i not not early on. No way. And, and and that's one of the things about the Walking Dead. Look, I, I love the the Walking Dead the show. I mean, you know, obviously I'm a big fan. But Can you read the comic. Yeah, it did, yeah. Okay. yeah Okay, geek thread.
1: We just got to make sure. Oh, okay. You're in it from the beginning, right? Yeah, totally. Don't lie to us, Matt.
0: I don't know from the beginning. Oh, beginning. shit. Here I mean, it. I, read it in I have read, read it. it. In no. You read it in trade paperback? No.
1: You read it single issues? You want to
0: borrow a couple? But, okay, so what, what, what's your what thing with they, The Walking Dead? The death? most unrealistic thing about it by far is that they can get in their cars and drive anywhere. No way. No way. They would have really? no gas. They e- have, even
1: if they're the only people
0: who no are way. Even... No way. No he, way. He woke up a month... What did he wake up? A month or three weeks after the thing 28 hit? 28 days. <laughs> yeah, right. right. 28 right. days later. No way. No way. There would be no gas anywhere.
1: How quickly do you think the gas would disappear? Very,
0: very, very quickly. Like a matter of two days? Uh, a week. A two week. weeks. Yeah. I mean, depending on who you are. As soon as... I mean, how often do you... But what if need... the
1: majority of people who want that gas are dead?
0: It takes a while for them. It will take a while for them to die, and they'll all be trying to drive. I mean, and I think I, we talked about this one before, but, you know, in, in 2000, uh, well, I think yeah, it was we talked about this on the panel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's super the, interesting. The, you know, this happened right after Katrina. Yeah, it the was mayor two years after Katrina. Yeah, the, there was a Hurricane Rita was bearing down in Houston, and they thought it was going to be this big, you know, Katrina Part 2. So everybody and freaked Houston, out. Houston,
1: which is way bigger than... Yeah, way you know. bigger.
0: So they totally freaked out. So the mayor of Houston said, basically, anyone who doesn't get out of Houston um, is going to die. And so, and so, literally, did, he went on the radio and said, anyone that get out of Houston is going to die. You don't, so, want, you don't want to yeah, do it's that. it's a
1: genius move, right? It's the fourth largest city in the United yeah.
0: States. So, you know, it caused a 115-mile traffic jam that lasted for uh, like five days. 115 so miles. 115 miles long. No one moved for five days. There was a, there was a uh, uh, old folks home that evacuated in a bus, in a charter bus, and the bus overheated and caught on fire, and all the, 25 old, old people died inside of it. Sitting on a Sitting a on way. the bus. They couldn't move. And everybody around just had to sit there and watch because they couldn't move any. Just what are you going to do? Yeah, smell it. Th- this wasn't just a traffic jam on one side of the road. It's on both sides of the roads going out, right, and the median and the sides of the roads. Cars just p- packed for 115 miles.
1: So Just in the idea that a storm might, might hit Houston. Hit,
0: right. So, the storm
1: never hit Houston. The, the storm didn't So make. that guy's just an asshole. Yeah. He's Did he just, get reelected? Yeah.
0: I don't know, but it's like, give me a break. Because you think Later, Mary, and
1: Barry, Mary and Barry got reelected in D.C., yeah. like... <laughs> Like, and he
0: did crack. I mean, so, you know, later he was like, oh, well, we couldn't have anticipated the, the you know, the traffic problems we were going to have. He would if he had a read Lucky like Dead. A, yeah, or, or it's like, a, you know, a basic <laughs> math problem, right? Okay. How many people are you going to freak out compared to, you know, how many people fit on the road?
1: Right. So, so zombie apocalypse happens tomorrow yeah. based on your research. The yeah. zombie research, society research, what right. do you do?
0: Well, I firmly believe all survival is local. So, even though, even though... Uh, Los Angeles isn't an ideal place to be because of the lack of water and the overpopulation. Overpopulation. People yeah.
1: equate turn into zombies. Like exactly. people. Just, population like, density your is the number one concern. Right.
0: You, po- don't, you don't. Density, want to be a populated right. place. Population density is the number one factor in in zombie survival by far. If and then there, we 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 broke down every state in the United States based on zombie survivability. That doesn't mean the that, Zombie
1: Research Society broke it down. Right. Each state. Yeah,
0: <laughs> based on like fifteen or twenty okay. categories. You don't want to live in. New York so, City? No, New York City is the worst. <laughs> right. The entire Northeast it's is the worst screwed. now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, if you ever want a good reason not to move to New York City, that's a really good reason. Right. It's like a, it's a total disaster um, in a zombie outbreak. But but uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't really want to be in Los Angeles, but I am in Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. So if it happens right now, all survival is local. You survive where you are. This notion that when it happens, I'm going to go to Alaska. No, you're not. You're never going to get there, and mm-hmm. when you do get there, the Alaskans aren't going to want to see you, and they're probably going to shoot you and take your stuff, you know, or you're going to freeze to death.
1: In Los Angeles, has a lot of problems. Well, I, I, well, we have Shane O'Hare. Did you meet Shane O'Hare? He's one of the geekscapists who lives in Alaska. He he would shoot you now.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah right. He, I mean, we've he's, got. He's a,
1: our he's our, here's our local uh, conspiracy theorist Tea Party member.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we've got a couple of chapters up in Alaska, and they're not joking around, you right? Know? But I mean, they don't they don't want they don't want us up there, and and and, and you'll never get there. You'll right. never You'll ever never get there. there. So, Canada, so
1: Canada immediately becomes a wasteland. Yeah, because uh, Canada's full of the th- I mean well, the pussies. Just, <laughs> I, well, I
0: don't know. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> they're zombie food. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're now zombies. Maybe
0: they're pretty tough though. Canadians. Canadians are tough. really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty tough. They own a lot of guns, and uh, they're pretty rugged. I mean, and uh, and you know they play a lot of hockey. I mean that's why none of yeah. them have any teeth.
1: You're from Detroit, so yeah. you, you would know because it's just on the other side of the Yeah, the I grave. watched Hockey Night in Canada yeah. growing up. No, you're right. Fuck. Go, They're friendly. They're nice Mexico. and friendly. What about going to Mexico? You're here in Southern California, what about going to Mexico?
0: Yeah, but see, I don't even think, I don't even think you would make it to the, to the mountain. I don't even think you'd make it to the valley. We would not even make it to the valley. We, we, you would not make it 20 miles from here. You wouldn't make it. Wow. <laughs> That's scary. So, yeah, so you, ha- you have to worry about based on survival what factors, where you factors. Based are. on what factors. I mean, traffic alone. Okay. What are you going to do, walk? I mean, based on just traffic alone. And what's the problem with walking? I mean, you could walk, sure. But, I mean, if you walk, then you only have what you can carry on your back. Your... So then I'm worried about you starving to death or dying of dehydration.
1: But you're in Los Angeles. There's plenty of stocked houses between here and lo- in, in the valley. Yeah, who's going to want but, that see, are filled with right. other survivors exactly to, who don't
0: want you there and that's you know a right. lot of people say you know I'm just going to go loot a gun I'm just going to go to a gun store and pick up a bunch of guns are these people the are like store.
1: oh I'm going to I'm going to uh, Costco horrible Walmart
0: the first thing you need to ask yourself is well first of all because you're just asking to get in giant you're asking to get murdered well a gun store yeah you're asking to get shot in the face you're, you're breaking into <laughs> someone's store to steal their stuff <laughs> And it happens to be a store filled with guns with a guy that knows how to use them, that owns it, you know? He's not going to give you his guns.
1: Yeah, that rates high on bad ideas. I mean,
0: jeez. But, you know, going to a Walmart or Costco, that's a horrible idea, too, because this is what you need to do. Whatever your zombie plan is, when you put it together and you're looking at it and you're like, oh, it's so great, right? The first thing you need to do to ask yourself And we do
1: because we're geeks. Oh, yeah, I
0: love that. I I, I do, too. But you need to ask yourself, would other people be doing the same thing? And if the answer is yes, do not do that. That's that's the number <laughs> right. one thing. Don't Some go people, to a boat? I'm going to go to Walmart. Well, don't go to a boat if the answer is, yeah, a lot of other people are going to be going to that right. boat. Right. You know what I mean? So um, it definitely is population destiny. When someone tells me that I, they have the perfect zombie survival plan, like, oh, it's perfect. And, like, you inevitably you. it's like oh, I'm going to you know, fight my way down to the coast and I'm going to get on fighting an oil rig. Fighting, fighting immediately against, is a bad idea. Fighting is a disaster.
1: But, I, it, but real quick, I just want a quick answer. Yeah. What was the state that's most survivable?
0: Well, it, oh, in, the, in the contiguous United States yeah. is Wyoming, by Because
1: far. It, population.
0: Yeah, and we did it by 15 or 20 different categories. So it's like topography, climate, natural resources, gun ownership rate, military presence. But I'll just break it down really quickly. If you look at Wyoming, Wyoming has, has a population density of 5.6 people per, per square mile. So imagine that, five people per square mile. That's like, hey, buddy, how you doing over there? Yeah. I mean, you know, nobody, right? Watch out, this is zombie. Exactly. And secondly, they have like a 68% gun ownership rate. So it's a lot of rugged people, not a lot of rugged people, right, spread right, out right, right. spread out across a large area that all own guns and are able to survive, right? Okay. That's fantastic. And if
1: you're one of them, you're in the club you're and you're great. good to go. Yeah, you're great. Yeah.
0: Now. Let's compare that to New Jersey. New Jersey has a population density of 1,000 people per square mile, Jesus. 5.6 versus 1,000. And then it has a gun ownership rate of about 12%. So just on those, and, and there are other categories that bear this out in, the, in both these states and all the other states, but just taking those two categories, you can see the massive difference. And the real problem with New Jersey and New York and all of it is that the entire Northeast plays out like that. Mm-hmm. So the Northeast is very densely packed, very low gun ownership rate very What's low the problem
1: with low gun ownership rate right? you would think that we don't want a lot of guns no you want a lot of guns you do
0: yeah yeah you want a lot of guns okay. to, to, to sort of defend generally okay. defend okay. you know yeah, yeah.
1: I, I thought you didn't want a bunch of assholes running around like shooting at you
0: well, that's true, but I actually don't think that there would be. You know, if you look at the research and other disasters, it really doesn't bear out that it's it, it, things aren't like you know an apocalyptic '80s movie where the 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 gang you know shaves their head into pink frocks. Humongous!
1: homunculus, The dogs are war. Exactly. That
0: whole thing? Yeah. They you know they don't like they don't get like futuristic motorcycles and ride around right. and like terrorize the neighborhood. Not,
1: not for the first couple years.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, right. Like if you can make it through the <laughs> first then, couple of years, you're, that's you're fantastic. Aces, yeah. Yeah, right. you're, you're mayor. But no, I mean, the real threat, the human threat, is is desperation. It's mm. not, it's your neighbor, actually. Right. It's your neighbor. It's not this roving horde. So so people owning guns, in general, for civil defense is not a bad okay. idea. Okay,
1: okay. So mm. you tell these people who make their zombie plan, yeah. they come up to you at the convention. Yeah, they say, I have yeah, a perfect zombie survival plan. I have a plan. perfect one. Yeah. What does it involve?
0: Well, I mean, they're We're all, they're all right. different. I mean, they're, and there's some holes them, for everyone. There are holes and, you know, no plan is perfect. And, and, and one of the key things that I would say about Zombie Research Society in general and, and hopefully, you know, my own attitude is that we're not trying to preach to people like this is the right way or that's the wrong way. No, like, and, and I welcome
1: every single listener listening to this. If, yeah. you, if you think that the, any of this stuff is interesting, I, I think it's really interesting. Go to the Zombie Research Society page and sign up for membership. Membership is free, but you can also throw them, what, 25 bucks and get a T-shirt? Yeah, a and T-shirt a and an ID card. And an yeah. ID card. Right. You, your fa- you put your face on the ID card?
0: No, you got your name on it and your individual ID number. I also
1: heard that if you pay the money and you join, you get access to the researched safe houses that you guys... Yeah, that's free too, though, actually. Oh, fuck it. Okay.
0: We we changed that recently.
1: But they won't let you into the safe houses unless you're wearing the t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> well i don't know that's, that's if you show up if, you, if the zombie apocalypse happens and you show up to one of the zombie yeah. research society save houses, well the other key thing the important dead. thing to
0: note is that it's a lifetime membership so okay. if you show up as a zombie in the t-shirt that doesn't count either <laughs> right okay so so no but what i say is you know you say i have the perfect zombie survival plan i say you know i have the perfect human survival plan. And right and my plan trumps your plan because I think the real threat is humans. Right. You're much more likely to die at the hand of other desperate dust, dust hospital humans than you are to ever see a zombie in a zombie. Literally, there'll be like zombies in Cleveland. Like We'll hear it on the news. Zombies in Cleveland. Oh, my God. And we're in Los Angeles. Yeah, and we'll get killed say. by our neighbor right. who needs food for his kid.
1: So what, do you, so what do you do? You stay in your house.
0: Stay in your house. Eat my dogs.
1: Do, do you board up the windows? Do you... Well, do no. You... Here's
0: the real problem is that, in my opinion, no structure... You, you don't want to draw attention to yourself. That's right. the worst thing you can okay, do so is putting draw boards on yourself. the window. Putting boards on the windows. Just tells, shows that you have something in there. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Tell some starving person walking by, oh my gosh, I bet they have food in there because they were trying to protect it. Right. So, so that's the disaster. Also, using, even though firearms are, are good for worst case right. scenario, using a firearm is a horrible idea. Because of the sound. Because of the sound, right? Okay. You might as well stand on your roof with a dinner bell and be like, hey, come get me. Okay. So, you know? So, so ideally less, what you want to do.
1: And fire is bad. Like Light, yeah. lighting things on fire, like well, like mean, a weapon. Yeah, you, it doesn't make any sound, but if you like have like a like a quick thing, like a like, like a f- like a spray can or right. with like a lighter, that could work. But Why then, not? But then something is on fire, moving independently of you. That's
0: true. Could be a problem. Right. Yeah. Kick them over to your neighbor's house. What about
1: going to your? What about going to like your second floor or your roof and destroying the stairs?
0: Yeah, I mean it's not a, it's not a bad idea, and you know the the concern there for me is that is that if I show up at a house and I'm scavenging for food and I see that the stairs are destroyed, then I think there might be somebody upstairs with food. You know? So, so that's a problem, potential problem. Now, you might be safe from zombies, but that's a potential problem, again, right. yeah. uh, and it's humans. So there's no real perfect answer, but what I would try to do personally is... is Make a spaceship. Yeah, right. Is, is to sort of live invisibly. So if you have an attic or if you have like a flat roof or a roof where you could live where people wouldn't see you or a basement or a crawl space under your house, try to live in the spaces where people wouldn't be searching, but don't make it obvious you're there. Right. You know what I mean? So I would essentially vacate my house, but actually still be in my house.
1: Like those people that you find out were... You know, like every like the now and people then, under the stairs. Well, or whatever. every now and then in the news, you hear about people who are like living in other people's attics and they don't know. Or yeah, they're living right. in like the walls, they don't know. Right. And, and the people only started setting up cameras to catch them when they they saw that their food was missing. Right. In the fridge, you've seen those stories yeah, on the news, I like and you're it. like, "Holy shit!" That's
0: Right. How they live in their it's attic? It's like some twenty
1: right. year old kid is living in your attic, and at night when you're asleep, he comes down and eats out of your fridge. Yep. And I'm amazed that anybody knows anybody can live in a house. Yeah, that's amazing. And there were people in the attic the entire time. And you hear those stories, like, every year yeah. or two. That's
0: great. That guy's got a good shot.
1: That, that kid th- living in the
0: attic's got a good shot and in it's survival. all Yeah, it's
1: like some kid who, like, ran away from home, but he's friends with, like, the kid right. who lives there. Uh, so, you know, he, he, it's crazy. Um, what about going to the mountains? Because... Cause yeah, I mean, I think that... The th- zombies uh, don't uh, climb uh, ropes.
0: Yeah, right. Again, I wouldn't, I'm not too worried about the zombies. I'm worried about right, other right, people. Right, 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 right. But... Um, people do climb ropes, right. Yeah, I mean that's, so that's the thing That's is, the focus
1: Concentrate on exactly. people Exactly, concentrate on
0: people Look, zo- we, we'll never know exactly What the zombie outbreak will be like Maybe. Until it actually until happens Until it happens we, we won't know, right? It's all theory So they could be fast They could be slow They could be smart They could be dumb So if I, let's say I say Let's say my, my, my strategy is Zombies are dumb and slow like, that's my theory, right? And so what I do is I, t- I, I have, a, you know, a cabin, and I put a moat around the cabin. I d- dig a ditch. I got I back- a backhoe. Problem solved. Problem solved, right? The zombies come along, and I turn out to be right. The zombies are dumb and slow. So they come along, and they march, 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 and I go, hey, zombie, come get me. And they fall in the ditch, and I light them on fire, and then I'm warm all winter, and you know, freaking make s'mores, right, or whatever right, the hell right. I want. I'm all good, right? The problem is, humans are going to come along and put a board over the moat and come across the moat and kill me and eat me. So, so, you know, we don't know what zombies will be like, but what we about, know that what, humans are fast, and we what, know that humans are what smart. What about a
1: strength and number scenario where you, where you get right, a giant gang or something? You get hundred yeah. people. You yeah. create a, a a walled society.
0: Yeah, that that could work. I mean, you just have to make sure nobody's infected and doesn't want to tell you, because we've all seen that in the movie, right? Right, right. They Somebody gets infected. infected guy it's guy like, hey, and Pete, you're looking a little pale, you know? And he's no, I'm like, good. No, I'm fine. Yeah, let's all go to sleep. Yeah, and then right. you're trapped in there with them. Exactly
1: okay but um, you know
0: the, the, i don't i hate to be sort of negative about everything i, I do tend to no, be a glass being, half we, empty we, we're kind of geeks guy where geeks yeah, are right. like, like we
1: we have to um there's not. there's this. no
0: perfect scenario like there's sort of no perfect answer it's true. you have to do what works for you in the situation where you are now you said how about going to the mountains now for me personally I'm not a super outdoorsy guy. Oh, so
1: you're fucked in the mountains. Yeah, so I yeah, wouldn't
0: I wouldn't go to the mountains. Right. Right? But someone who's like a super hunter camper, like the kids from Red Dawn, right? Yeah, fuck yeah. It, go to the mountains, you know, right. you'd be all set. But like for me, I'd be like, what am I doing in the mountains? It's cold. <laughs> you know? So I'm very much urban survivalist. Right. So for me it's a bad idea. Now for somebody else it might be a really good idea. What would you do for water? Well, I mean I have a lot of water stocked. A lot of water you
1: stocked. You Mormon? What? You Mormon? No. Okay. Uh uh-uh. uh no. That's just what you do. For disaster, yeah. Oh, you definitely do this for an earthquake.
0: Yeah Matt, yeah. Matt, you
1: do this for an earthquake For in California. You do this. What do you mean? Yeah. How I'm much br- water do you have stocked? A lot.
0: I know your address. Not enough for you. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, like, you literally do this. Yeah. Do free-
0: you just scare the shit out of yourself all the time? Yeah, like- yeah. I mean, the problem is I really got into researching the zombie stuff because I was but always you afraid of to zombies. A, but
1: you equated it to an earthquake, which in Los Angeles is a realistic thing. Yeah, right. Earthquake you or yeah. Really and really stock water.
0: I, and I have food too. I gotta You
1: I stock have. all that shit.
0: Food, weapons, uh, first aid, all sorts of survival stuff. Oh, you're a party. Yeah, I'm ready to so roll. So you
1: never have like parties at your house because then people will know you have your <laughs> shit.
0: No, because it's not. It's not right out. You know, it's not right out. I don't that put the water no. in the living room. You think a lot of people do this? I think they should. I mean, there was, you know, last year there was a great, great California shakeout, which was this thing that the emergency preparedness did, which was supposed to get everyone interested in earthquakes and, like, prepared for earthquakes. And basically, they, I think they had a million people participate, but basically they were really disappointed. It was a very yeah. low turnout. Uh, yeah. Population in California, of, that's pretty bad. Exactly. The, the, and the head of the... Um, my, 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 my dogs are, uh, are barking. Zombies.
1: At yeah, they're, they're my first line of defense.
0: They are. Um, but, you know, basically the head of the disaster planning for California said it's, it's irresponsible to not get ready. Because mm-hmm. some sort of disaster is going to happen. And if you're not ready, then you're just, you're, just, you're either dead or you're a drain on the limited emergency resources that, that the government has, you know. Wow. But nobody's ready. Nobody's ready. Except for me.
1: But what if you, what if you find yourself in a situation where you didn't
0: stock up? What do you do? With- or you know, or how about here? What right. do I find myself in a situation where there's a giant earthquake? You're away from your house. Yeah. I'm at your place and a uh, giant earthquake hits right now or right. a zombie outbreak right. and I can't get home. Right. Big problem. I mean that's why, you know, the basic the minimum you need in any sort of a disaster, but in a zombie disaster, is, is what they call a bug out bag or a seventy two hour kit. It's, um, it's called a 72 hour kit and it's recommended for earthquakes or other disasters. Mm-hmm. It's got all the food and water and clothing and first aid and everything you need in a portable bag that you need for a disaster to, to live for 72 mm-hmm. hours. The notion being that the system, whatever, the worst that will happen, the system will come back online within 72 hours and you'll get rescued. Now with a zombie outbreak. I, I recommend more a week or two, two weeks. Right. You know, but you have, but it has to be portable. That's what you got at your house. Yeah, but it has to be portable okay. is the key because you never know when someone's going to come to your door and you've got to go what right there. What does that shit cost? I mean, you, you, it's not that much. You put it together, you know. And, you go to, um, like what? You go to like Academy. You
1: remember those places, those Academy like sports shops?
0: Or like what? Like REI? Like, yeah, or you something? Like REI yeah, like REI. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I put it together from different things. Like the, you know, the food is from uh, from Qua- This place called. Uh, Quake care. They have these ER bars that the Coast Guard uses. That they're they're like these blocks of Man, protein. You're for real. Yeah, I mean, you got to be ready.
1: You were telling me something about your your water heater.
0: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I don't. You know, water. That, that's one great place because to because water, water goes away. Yeah, because water goes away, and you turn on your tap, and no water's coming out. Or you turn on your tap, and you can't trust that that water is sanitary. Right. Because if the sanitation systems go down, you might turn on your tap, and water comes out, but it might not be clean right. for drinking. So. One of the places you can find, you know, readily available water is in a hot water heater. If you don't have a tankless water heater, how much is in there? Um, like fifty to seventy-five gallons. Holy on shit, that's that's good. That's good. It's if you're really conservative with your water, that could be like a mu- enough for two adults to live for like a month. Fifty gallons, you know, in your water heater right now. Yeah, in your water heater. Yeah. And in, like, a larger unit, like, if you're sort of scavenging around, if you find a larger building, that's what you always want to do is like find an apartment? the water. Yeah, any apartment complex. Every every building has a water heater, and it's always a ready source of water. Now, that water's not going to be very clean, right? Um, so if you can, you want to, like, add bleach to it or something like that, you know, to, to Not cure. a lot of bleach. No, no. It's, it, it's just enough bleach until you can actually smell the bleach a little bit. But don't worry about the bleach. Like, don't worry about, oh, I'm ble- drinking bleach. Right. It's just like drinking water out of a chlorine pool. It's the exact same thing.
1: Is it really? It's wow. totally
0: the same. Okay. I mean, you're not going to chug the bleach. No, no. But if you just put enough bleach in We might. In your... If we get bored. Yeah, right. If
1: we get bored, we're going to do a couple keg stands. But
0: just enough bleach so that you can smell it. Okay. And then let it sit for about 30 minutes, and then you can drink it. And But, you know, if worst case scenario, you can, you can could if you had to, I would still drink the water out of a hot water heater before I would drink like sort of stray water on the Knowing ground. Knowing that
1: somewhere. there's been a ruptured leak somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because
0: the water in the water heater is just sitting there.
1: All right, well we're we're we're, we're, ta- we're like, I feel like we're talking make believe again. But you know, from ha- talking to virologists on your board, yeah, how what are the chances of something like this happening? Well, I mean, how, that's a, how like like what could happen? Yeah, like, I mean, there are co- what would it take for a virus? Yeah. to be created. There are two. How realistic is that?
0: Right, um, you know, unfortunately, I would say it's a lot more realistic than I th- would have thought before starting into this research. Wait, what? Um, yeah, for sure. There there there's there's a virologist at the University of Miami, who I interviewed uh, in all this research, and she's not into zombies at all. She doesn't know anything about zombies. Like you know, just a she's just interested in studying viruses, and uh, so I sort of explained to her the symptoms of zombieism and what it would be mm-hmm. like, and she said to me very matter she's like, "Oh, we could create a zombie sickness like that in the lab today." Now, I um, mean. You- Keep in mind, I was talking about the living zombie sickness. Right, so not right, right, an undead right, right. rising from the grave. Much it's, more like but something infected. That,
1: yeah. but, uh, something know, that if a living person was infected uh, with, they would... Try to
0: attack it. you and bite you. And if they did, then you would then get it and also it... Oh, so it's so something yeah. that actually contagious. has a password. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. A contagious virus that causes people to go violently insane and relentlessly uh, uh, hunt and attack one another. She's like, oh, we can create that in the lab today, no problem. Get out of here. Yeah, she was like, she was like you know... Uh, we can we can clone sheep and we can clone people and it's a lot more complex to clone something create life of nothing than it is to combine you know a highly deadly strain of rabies with a highly deadly strain of the flu and mix in some other viruses in there for good measure and make it faster acting and then and then you know just release it on population and all of a sudden you have this airborne this living zombie virus. Airborne, yeah, airborne. So you don't even have to be bitten. You know? Right,
1: because a bite you would think isn't like the. It's most... not the best.
0: It's hard transmission. Yeah, it's right. it's hard to transmit a disease through bite. Right. That's, that's, that's why that's why we don't have rabies right we you would know? all have rabies <laughs> yeah we would all it. have rabies if it was easy to transmit a, yeah but if it's airborne yeah so so that's the one you know people always say oh rabies it would isn't rabies like zombies and i, I always thought not man not not it doesn't really fit but after talking to her i was like oh man this is this is a big you add rabies big to an
1: airborne virus
0: that that's much faster acting because the problem yeah. with the rabies is it's a slow slow yeah. incubation period um Holy but yeah, she was shit. like, "Yeah, we could create that." She's like, "You know, if you had if you had the know how, which you know we do, it's sort of the age of microbiology. But, you know, we can sort of do all sorts of things. Um, and you had the money, and you had a lab. You just you would take the time and you would create it." So I mean, it's terrorists yeah, could be doable. yeah, in terms of a biological weapon, it's disaster, uh, disastrous implications, and it could it would
1: be quickly spread through air yeah, exactly, airborne, be yeah. spread. Uh, what was that story where you went over like the Hague or someplace over in Europe, and you were yeah. talking to a scientist? Yeah, and was so scared he didn't even want to. Yeah, talk yeah, to that's you.
0: that's uh, what was that? Well, story? that that was about that was actually about prion diseases, which are which are these? Uh, it's a mutated protein that causes mad cow and causes. Um, some other brain disorders, and it's totally, it's 100% communicable, 100% fatal. Those exist. They exist, yeah, they exist.
1: Mad cow disease.
0: Right, exactly, like these sort of whole version It's a protein. It's a protein, yeah, it's not a virus, it's a protein that when it, it's a mutated protein. What's the difference
1: for dummies like me?
0: It doesn't, a virus gets in your system and it spreads, so it it, it creates more of itself. Okay. So what the virus wants to do, like HIV or whatever, is okay. it wants to get in your system and then it wants to create more of itself so there's using a lot itself, of
1: it. using your cells goes into and
0: your cells yeah, and it creates more of itself, replicates itself. this protein doesn't replicate it itself at all. what it does is it, and they don't really understand how it works. it gets into your brain and, and, it, and then what it does is it mutates all the other proteins in your brain so it actually changes you who you are rather than, like if you die of HIV, you're not different than who no, you no. were, but if you, you die are of just, all,
1: but if you have Alzheimer's,
0: right. Yeah right. Is, is Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's caused by a protein? Is, no, it's to this? not. But but it's very similar. I mean, people talk about it. Um, right. In, in those ways. Um,
1: so it's like a like, a, like, a, like a, it's like a game of dominoes. In your it brain. is. But the
0: difference with the with or, the prion diseases yeah. is that they're is that they're communicable. I mean, they're they're uh, infectious. So. You you can't I can't catch Alzheimer's from you you right. know um, but you could catch you, mad yeah cow. you could catch mad cow right you can catch mad cow and so, it's
1: lethal and it immediately changes the makeup of the proteins in your right. brain now it's
0: slow it's slow acting but to answer your question about there was I was talking to the head of the National um, Public Health Disaster Preparedness Institute which is associated Jesus. with the University of Pittsburgh about this about these diseases because they know so That's little what about it yeah. yeah and and so I was like hey because because traditionally these prion diseases have been very difficult to transmit from animal to human and very difficult to transmit from human to human uh-huh. so it used to be the only way i could get it if you had it the only way i would get it from you is if i ate your brains after you died okay. so you know right. basically you'd find it cropping up in these like cannibalistic tribes in like the amazon but nobody else really got these diseases but now there's new indications that it can be transferred from blood to blood so that if i go and, and also that it causes right. you to go insane and, and often violently insane so if i go violently insane and i attack you and bite you you will then for sure so get sharp
1: it. weapons aren't good for fighting a zombie
0: well, yeah, I don't, I don't love creating a lot of blood spatter. I mean, that's right. a, that, in general, that's a, bad, that's a idea. bad idea. But, you know, what this new research out of, of Sweden is that they've created a prion disease that can be transmitted from air, in the aerosol route. So, so, through the air. Wow, not even blood. Not even blood. So, one mouse breathes in the general direction of another mouse in the same cage, and that mouse gets the disease. So, I told this guy, I was talking to him on the phone. I was like, hey, I don't, I don't know if you uh, heard this new study out of Sweden. And I told him about it. And he said, oh, God, don't say that. Literally, that was, and I was like, you know, I was like, dude, you're the, you're supposed to be in charge of like planning for the unforeseen public health threats that were, and he's like, I don't even want to know about it. Because seriously, you talk to these experts about these prion diseases, and they literally do not know why the symptoms are evolving, why. Because
1: they evolve independently of a host.
0: Yeah, well, and also, and, uh, the protein actually is technically not alive, and so the protein itself is evolving, and they don't understand how, it flies in the face of everything we know about Because you would think
1: that if a protein got into a host, the host would, would have different variables, different, thing, different catalysts that would affect the protein right. that, to make it evolve. Right. But if it, the thing is just evolving independently of any, in, right. any influence.
0: Right, and they don't know why.
1: Holy shit.
0: They don't know how it's evolving, and they don't know why it's evolving.
1: I don't want you in my house anymore. <laughs> no. I mean, that's scary stuff. Now I, just, now I see why you go out and you buy a bunch of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the good thing about it is, you know, because my wife is not, you know, she's not a zombie geek at all. I mean, at all. No? No, no. But she kind of likes it because, because uh, you know, I'm not living in a bunker in my basement somewhere, right. but I yet, am sort yet, of prepared yet. for yet, right?
1: Shane I, in Alaska is. Yeah. But. Yeah. But she knows that you're. Well, we're sort of prepared. I mean, if there's a a a big
0: earthquake, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be we'll probably be okay as long as my neighbor doesn't come over and steal my water.
1: Wow! Or your ceiling doesn't fall on your head.
0: Yeah, that's a good point,
1: Matt. This stuff is insane. Um, I'm guessing that when. The Geekscape is go to the Zombie Research Society website. Right. There, there's even more resources. There's a resources. lot, yeah. I
0: think we've got... I think, you know, we've been doing it for a while. I said, and we post a lot of the research to our blog, so I think there's something like 600, 700 articles there. Wow. I'll let you know everything All from, written by
1: specialists like the... Like the yeah, for the most part, part,
0: different specialists, or at least interview different specialists. And, yeah, we try to really use real experts in different fields and talk about, you know, for instance, when we wanted to know about what the government response would be, we actually talked to... Um, uh, one of the former um, members of the National Security Council under um, the first George Bush and and uh, uh, Clinton was it a positive? And, no, it was a, it was horrible. And that's the well, problem. He, uh, say? he said that we were totally screwed up. He he basically said he said that the the government the government is designed. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, I know it's so bad. The government is designed to deal. And he, I mean, he pointed to Katrina, right? But right. the government is designed to deal with existing known threats so anything that's a variable from what they've already experienced so for instance Fucks he said he said is. with katrina what they did with katrina is that they said oh my god we got to get it right next time so they developed developed these very targeted strategies for dealing with a disaster that was exactly like katrina he said the problem is no two disasters are ever alike right so the next time a disaster come along it's going to be different and all we are doing is gearing ourselves towards dealing with correcting the disaster that already happened rather right. than worrying about the disaster that's going to happen. And he's like, so if you start looking at zombies, they're so outside the realm of planning that it's just it's just complete cat- catastrophe. <laughs>
1: Matt Moak is here to tell everybody that we're all fucked. Yeah. In, in the uh, By case. water. Water wow. purification. Um, So, guys, the Zombie Research Society website can be found at, what's the URL? It's...
0: ZombieResearchSociety.com.
1: ZombieResearchSociety.com, but... Uh, it, On top of that, Matt is a published author, and he's put out two books. Um, There's um, That's Not Your Mommy Anymore. If you guys have kids and you want to get your kids a zombie book, there's actually a children's book that Matt made that we pushed on the site uh, last May called That's Not Your Mommy Anymore. Uh, And also... Uh, everything you wanted to know about zombies. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that book? Is, is that a lot of the stuff that you're yeah, talking about yeah, here? That, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 300 page nonfiction. I mean, basically, what everything everyone about zombies. So, if is, you like
1: this conversation, go get that book. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's basically it's 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 a culmination of all the research we've done over the last five years. It came out a, a couple months ago, um, and yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of all the research we've done plus more of like like for instance, it's got the breakdown of every state in the United States, the rankings of them. It's got you know um, some survival strategies and interviews with everyone you could think of from you know max brooks to robert kirkman to you know on and on and on that's awesome yeah. so uh,
1: we can find those on amazon
0: exactly or
1: yeah. at the zombie research society website yep okay so uh everything you ever wanted to know about zombies yep that's not your mommy anymore you know that one's for the kids right uh what are you working on next
0: we're going a couple of different things we're we're uh i'm working on a um a, a zombie novel that should be hopefully coming out this year and then um, a couple other things. Another nonfiction book that's written by different experts in f- in, in different fields that's related to the stuff we're mm-hmm. talking about, but um, but but from their own words. So okay. you know these experts writing essays about what would happen in a real zombie outbreak. Okay.
1: Um, again, guys, zombieresearchsociety dot com is the place where you can find all that stuff. I think this stuff is fascinating, and I'm someone who is intensely bored by the majority of zombie stuff in pop culture, I think a lot of it is just the same story told with a different boat or a different warehouse or a different, you know, hella vac. And if it's not Left for Dead and I'm not involved in it, then it, I don't think it's that fun. But, right. th- but what Matt is saying is fascinating to me. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, this last hour of Geekscape. Um, I hope you guys think it's an awesome conversation. I am fascinated by it. Uh, check out more of our stuff on geekscape.net. You can go to Facebook, look for Geekscape uh we're at facebook.com slash geekscape.net spelled out also you can look for us on youtube and follow us on twitter i'm jonathan london you can follow me on twitter at jonathan london i think you're moak at matt moak you're at matt moak on on twitter and um i want to thank matt for coming on the show yeah thanks thanks a lot i had a great time appreciate it i I could talk to you for hours about this stuff (laughs) um in geekscape related news Uh, Our friends Punchline, who provided us with the Geekscape theme song, have put out a new EP. It's called So Nice to Meet You. It's currently on iTunes. And what's awesome is that it's actually pretty high up on the iTunes charts. Uh, They've beat out uh, albums from The Beatles, Metallica, and what I like to see, LMFAO. (laughs) And uh, they're doing really well. So uh, it only costs $5. The EP is called uh, So Nice to Meet You. And I'm going to play you guys out uh, on a track called uh, Everything I Wanted. Okay, so enjoy the track. We'll see you guys next time on GeekScape.
0: I'm gonna take you to Nikkama Our love are blue just like Nirvana